Good afternoon. Happy New Year. Today is Thursday. I'm losing track of days here. January 4th, 2024. Uh, a very happy new year to everybody. Joe, happy new year. Thank you. You too, bud. Uh, Joe Danier, Justin Coffin, uh, down here at Youngstown Studio. So we're going to talk a lot of Cleveland Browns uh, today. Even though it's a meaningless game this weekend, we're, we're going to kind of rehash some of the great parts of the season so far. Uh, we're we're going to be starting our fifth starting quarterback this mm -hmm. weekend, which could be an NFL record. I, I didn't look into that, but I, I think it might be. Also, we are going to uh, talk a little bit about the Cleveland Browns by the numbers. Joe and I are going to have a little draft here of the 10 most important Cleveland Browns of this season. Now, that could be anybody. That could be players. That could be coaches. That could be administrators. So that could be that encapsulates a lot. Are Models on the table? Yeah. If you um, want to draft them, oh. go for it. Maybe, maybe uh, the Browns are successful this year because of spite. So maybe. It, whatever, whatever you want to go All with right. uh, is on the table. We'll get to that. Um, there are a ton of playoff scenarios this weekend. I'll get into all of that, especially that affect the Cleveland Browns because the Browns are going to be playing the winner of the AFC South. So there's three possibilities for the Browns to play this weekend, the Jacksonville Jaguars or next weekend, uh, the Houston Texans or the Houston Cowheads <laughs> or, um, or the Indianapolis Colts. So we will get to all of that. The Steelers have a potential to make the playoffs. Uh, so do um, Miami and Buffalo division seating possible in or out for Buffalo. So we'll talk about all that stuff uh, coming up here in just a little bit. So um, Joe, yes. Now the last game was a week ago. So kind of like sandwiched in there between Christmas and new Year's. So we weren't in studio. We didn't talk about it, but um, what did like, how weird is it to be going into the final week of the season in a meaningless game, but for a, in a good way, normally we're on like uh, week 17, week 18, like it's meaningless game because we're out of the playoffs. Now this time we can kind of rest our starters. So what's the advantage to that? See, there, there are two things like you used to have sort of like the, the, the teams that are always in the playoffs, like the Patriots and they, mm -hmm. they sort of have a, a method to them. Yeah in game and also for the season it feels like we're like part of that group this time yeah where we're making these strategic things where you rest your players and whatever because it for the most of the years it was like balls out like do whatever you can yeah right whoever you can mm -hmm. to just make it and it, it feels good to be in that position it, it really is and um you know the browns are going to be as i mentioned they're going to be starting their fifth starting quarterback so we went from deshaun watson to oh man dtr was probably second right DTR was second and then PJ and then PJ Walker, then Flacco. Well, then, you know, back to DTR and then he gets hurt. And then now Flacco and now Jeff Driscoll. So Jeff Driscoll is a guy that a lot of people probably don't know his name, probably don't know much about him, but he is probably auditioning to be the backup for the rest of the playoffs. Whereas PJ Walker will be the backup this week. Flacco will he had that incentive in his contract. I was almost surprised, like, uh, if the Browns would like let him take the first snap, hand it off, or you know, because he gets that seventy-five thousand dollar like pay bump. If, Regardless if, if he's a starter, right? So I don't know. I, I that's what I was wondering. But it's per win, and then when it gets to the playoffs, that escalates. So 
Hopefully they'll still give it to them if they win this oh, weekend. And I'm totally. sure 75,000 to an owner is, is a drop in the bucket. Right. So, um, and I'm sure Joe Flacco is doing just fine. He's, you know, 75,000 isn't going to make or break him. Not a, not a small change, but you know, a decent amount of money. So, um, but anyway, this game really doesn't mean a whole lot. It can't help the Browns uh, move up. They are locked into that fifth spot. They're 11 and five. You know, so you can even finish 12 and five or 11 and six. Either way, you're in that fifth spot. And like I said, their playoff uh, opponent is yet to be determined. So we shall see. Do you see. have a guess? I, I think it's going to be Jacksonville just based on their opponent. Yep. Um, that would be like if I was, you know, a betting man, which sometimes I am. Um, I would put money on Jacksonville uh, money line this weekend to to win. Uh, so so we'll we'll get to that in just a little bit. But uh, what about you? So you got those three options: Jags, Colts, or Texans. Yeah, I'm going Jags too. Out of all those three, the team I do not want to see is the Houston Texans because we just beat them up pretty badly in their place. We'd have to go back there, and they would have C.J. Stroud, yep. which it would be a different he, game. You know, Trevor Lawrence is a little banged up right now, and you know all that stuff. So we can get into the matchup next week who they're going to face. But um, I just thought that would be interesting, you know, to see who they might do. So let's take a look at what we know kind of right now as it stands. So as it stands right now in the AFC, Baltimore is currently and will be the one seed. They have the one seed locked throughout the playoff. They will play in round two, the lowest remaining seed. So that means if, um, you know, if that's the seven seed um, advances, they will play the seven seed. Can I ask you yeah. something? Mm -hmm. Like on on the standings, why do they have one more game than everybody else? Who's that? Was Baltimore had one more game than anybody else? I don't believe so. I hope not. All the teams should play seventeen. It was weird. Well, let me look while okay. you're, while All you're right. doing yeah, this. No, there was I'll, something that I had a question on. That that would be a glitch, I think, because. Um, yeah, all the teams should have up to this point played 16 games because Baltimore's uh, 13 and three as it stands. So, um, yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Something yeah. stood out to me like there was maybe yeah. it was because we played on Thursday and it was weird. Oh, yeah, that could be it. Yeah. That could be it. Yeah, because the Browns would have played 17 at that point or, or 16 at that point where everyone else was at 15. Um, so the only things we know for sure right now, Baltimore is the one seed. Uh, Kansas City is the three seed. The Browns are the five seed. So the rest, the two, the four, the six, and the seven up for grabs. So we will see how that plays out, uh, and we'll go over some of those scenarios here in just a minute. So let's go with the first playoff scenario, the AFC South. The, the Whoever wins the AFC South will be the number four seed. That was in the lowest uh, division winner. So that is between three teams. They all are rank, um, have nine and seven That's records. Crazy Jaguars, Colts, Texans. And coming into the season, I think the Jaguars were the odds on favorite to win that division. The Colts and Texans were, were kind of thought to be like below 500 teams, but they have been up and coming, especially with CJ Stroud, a quarterback there. So here's a look at the scenarios. So for the, it is scenarios, by the way, Am I am I saying that wrong? I, I'm on Dayquil right now, so maybe it's messing with my pronunciation. I'm, of my... I'm cool with it. It's all good. I knew what you meant. Scenario. Did I say that right? You said it right. All right. I uh, you know I'm I'm fairly uh, 
semantically correct most of the time or grammatically, whatever. <laughs> damn it, Joe. <laughs> got to drink some more bourbon here. All right. So the Jaguars, nine and seven, their scenario is to win and they are in. They play the Tennessee Titans. So good shot. They will win that game. If they don't, Tennessee has played spoiler before. If they don't, they could tie and the Colts and Texans tie and they would be in. Or they tie and Pittsburgh loses or Pittsburgh ties. Or Pittsburgh loses, Denver loses or ties, and Indy and Houston doesn't end in a tie. That's a lot of craziness there. Might so, I point out, we don't have to deal with that shit. It Honestly, is so, so nice. We don't so care nice. what anybody does. So We're yeah, in. Exactly. So let's just say it like this. The Jaguars win, they're in. Uh, if they whoever if they win, they will be hosting the Cleveland Browns next weekend. If they lose, the winner of the Colts and Texans will host the Browns next weekend. So let's just play it like that from a Browns scenario. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, some people that watch this might be Pittsburgh Steelers fans. You know, three three zero. We're kind of right in the middle. So let's talk about their scenario of how the Pittsburgh Steelers can make the playoffs. I'm going to piss you off by just saying scenario but I love 100 times. Thank so. you. <laughs> so Pittsburgh has to beat Baltimore this weekend, which is a good chance. They should be favored last check. Uh, I think they were three-point favorites because Baltimore is going to be sitting most of their starters. That's a meaningless game for Baltimore. But Pittsburgh-Baltimore still has implications of being a tough physical AFC North game. Both teams don't like each other. So let's look at the Steelers uh, possibilities, scenarios of getting in the playoffs. One, they have to win in all of these scenarios, except for number five, number one, they win. And the Colts and Texans tie, not likely they win. Buffalo loses to Miami. That's probably the most likely for the Steelers. So they have to win and hope Buffalo loses. Then they would be in. But Miami is always a gamble. Yeah, it really is, especially these last few weeks. Um, they win, and the and the Jaguars lose or tie. Another possibility, they win, and this or actually, excuse me, the Steelers tie, and the Colts and Texans do not tie, and the Jaguars lose. That's a that's pretty convoluted. Not many one. ties happen this year. No, no. And I don't know if any have happened this year. Early, maybe like in preseason, maybe. I, I, I think may, um, in preseason there actually was a tie. I know that for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't think any in the regular season. If the Steelers do lose, the Colts and Texans do not tie, and the Jaguars <laughs> lose, and the Broncos win. Which I don't know how the Broncos because the Broncos are eliminated, so it has to probably do with conference record and different scenarios. Yeah, that's so, that way. yeah, that that's a that's a weird one. So the Steelers. Um, they have to win and, and hope to get some help, mo mostly from either Buffalo or Jacksonville there. Um, finally, the last scenario I'm going to show you is the AFC East champion. So whoever wins this game between the Dolphins and the Bills will be the number two seed. They will be um, the AFC East champion. This is game number 272 out of 272 on the NFL schedule. It is Sunday night. It is the final game. It is win and get in. If uh, the Dolphins lose, they are still in the playoffs. If the Bills lose, there's a chance they could be eliminated. 
Um, so let me just go from a Dolphins perspective. Dolphins won. We know they've clinched a playoff berth. If they win, they are the two, and they will play the number seven seed. If they lose, they will travel to Kansas City and play the Chiefs in the opening round. So, which actually, from a Dolphins perspective, doesn't look like the worst thing in the world right now. From the Bills perspective, um, they have not clinched a playoff berth. Um, as it says there, but with a win, they will be the number two seed with a loss. The Steelers must lose. Okay. So the bills can either be the two seed or out of the playoffs. It's kind of crazy. If the Jaguars, uh, they need the Jaguars to beat the Texans and they need the Texans and Colts cannot end in a tie. So another convoluted scenario there, a lot going on, but basically for Buffalo, if they win, they're the two seed. If they lose, there's a good chance they're out of the playoffs. And Miami is either going to be the two with a win, a six with a loss. So a lot of numbers, a lot of different stuff there. So we're not going to do the whole rundown for the NFC. I'm just going to show you a quick snapshot of what those scenarios look like. The San Francisco 49ers are the number one seed. Um, they will play. They have a first round bye. will play the lowest remaining seed in the NFC for round two. The number two seed, much like the AFC, will be the winner of the NFC East. It, um, there's a slight chance Detroit could sneak up there, but most likely it will be the NFC East champ. They will host the number seven seed in round one. The number three seed is most likely the Detroit Lions, uh, and they will host the number six seed. The LA Rams are for sure the sixth seed. The four seed, it's between your boy Baker and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Orleans Saints, and uh, the Atlanta it's Falcons. Pro Bowler Baker, by the way. Oh, is he a Pro Bowler? He's I did bowler. not see that. Wow, very good. Good for him. Good for him. He did. He did uh, crap the bed last week, though. He did not play very well in a playoff clinching scenario. So, in perfect Baker fashion. Yes. Well, we, you know, he's he's won a playoff game and he's won a playoff game for the Browns too. So that mm -hmm. there's something there. But it's so weird because the Bears currently are the 11 seed in the NFC. They are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Atlanta is the 12 seed, but they are still alive because they could still win the NFC South. It's, it's kind of weird there. So whoever is not the two seed, whoever does not win the NFC East, whoever comes second, Dallas or Philadelphia, they will be the five seed, much like the Cleveland Browns. The, as I mentioned, the sixth seed is the L.A. Rams. And then the seventh seed could be any one of four teams, the Seahawks, the Packers, the uh, Saints, or the Vikings. So a lot, a lot, a lot of possible scenarios there. Scenarios is going. That's what, we, that's what we should go back and rename the show, just scenarios. scenarios. So, But th th such a nice thing, though, is... As Browns fans, we don't have to worry about that, as you said. We are locked in. We know what we're doing. Basically, you're getting a first round. Well, you're not getting a first round bye, but you're getting a bye the week before the playoffs because you can sit guys that have been banged up. You can sit Flacco to give him some rest. You can sit Amari Cooper, who has had like a heel issue. You can sit Elijah Moore, who went through concussion protocol. You can sit, um, you know, Denzel Ward, who, you know, constantly is the best corner in the league, but also injury plagues. So you don't have to worry about guys like that. And they have a handful of other guys um, that they have the luxury of sitting or just maybe playing a little bit and then 
than sitting and getting some rest. Whereas Jacksonville and um, the two other teams, the Colts and the Texans, do not have that luxury. So kind of nice. So what's your thoughts on do you want those guys to sit or do you want them to play this weekend? Totally sit. Sit them? Absolutely. Yeah. I Especially think- Phil Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even talk about, didn't even have our starting kicker or punter last week. And along with every, you know, all the other laundry list of injuries we always have. So it is just so nice to have the Browns playoff bound. Joe Flacco was sitting on his couch around Thanksgiving, comes in and now leads the Browns, helps leads the Browns to, um, the, you know, the playoffs, which is just unbelievable stuff here. Now, his first five games, he has a four and one record. He is uh, passing for about 60% completion, 1,616 yards, 13 touchdowns. Joe Flacco on the Browns this year has more touchdowns uh, as he has the same amount as the New York Giants, the same as the Carolina Panthers. He has one more touchdown pass than the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans, and he has two more touchdown passes than his team from last year, the New York Jets. So awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And can, it, can I do one complaint? You can. You can and this was David, if you want. <laughs> David Njoku. <laughs> yeah. And the beer chug at the end of the game mm. from the cup holder yep. that was obviously the grossest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah, that's gross. It's pretty gross. <laughs> I, I can I tell a, a a gross retort to that. Now, this was something uh, I went to Ohio State and down by my apartment at Ohio State on Wednesday night. It used to be called Nios, I want to say it was, but down in Columbus there was this like country bar. Wednesday nights they would do like line dancing and stuff. And like, that wasn't my thing, but we would go and we knew some friends that went there and, you know, I think they had like $2 beers. So we'd go down there. Anyway, um, I get my drink, I set it down and I go back and grab what I think was my drink and I drink it. And it was a spit cup. It was a spitter. And I immediately ran into the bathroom and I lived about five minutes away. I got in my car and went home and brushed my teeth and uh, mouthwashed and stuff because I was so disgusted. Um, but hopefully David Njoku had a better experience than me. It looked like he did. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's cold season. It's flu season. You don't want to be picking up anything. You're the tight it's end so of gross. the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> so gross. Well, it, is so, it is really gross. Like, I mean, you know, you might share a... a a drink here or there with someone and that's whatever if it's family or friends but that's a total stranger in the in the crowd you're just going up and grabbing a beer so and, vegas odds yeah you pick up a random beer out of a cup holder and what are the chances it is something that is good for you versus bad for you probably 50 50 <laughs> well good for you there's probably no good coming out zero yeah it is yeah. zero that's probably yeah yeah 50 50 <laughs> was way overshooting it i'm gonna say like i'm gonna say like the possibility of it being just cracked open and undrank is we'll leave that at 1%, you know? And well, I watched it. the replay and most of it like trickled down the left side of his face. So hopefully it was all performative art. Okay. Yeah. Well, and David Njoku as a fine specimen of a human being, um, ripped, chiseled in peak health. Hopefully he, anything that goes into his body, like that's bad is immediately killed. So, so um, 
Did you see this picture of uh, the double reading uh, the the headline here? Cleveland and Detroit make the playoffs as he uh, sits as uh, hell has frozen <laughs> over. I thought that was pretty good. I'm not sure where that came from. I like to give him credit. Good but, on but you, I, whoever did that. that. Yeah. So that was that was well done. Well done. Um, so just a couple um, quick things before we get Joe and I are going to draft our our top ten of best Cleveland Browns. So we're going to do five each. Um, Amari Cooper, unbelievable season, probably will be drafted in our top 10, but like, you know, his seventh overall um, 1,000 yard season, but first Cleveland Brown ever in back-to-back seasons. That's unbelievable. If you think of the history of the Browns, um, like even like Webster Slaughter, um, uh, who's the dude from uh, Michigan that we drafted high, Um, Braylon Edwards. You would have thought like he had that one huge year, but not back-to-back. Josh Gordon, never back-to-back. So, um, and then you go back to, you know, Ozzie Newsome, Webster Slaughter, all those guys, never back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. So, pretty impressive. Cooper, no matter what team he goes to, he, he puts up records. He does. He does. He produces. He is just an, a great player, but he doesn't maybe get the notoriety because he's not too outspoken but i think the best thing about this browns team i see is like everybody's kind of getting more comfortable around each other they're kind of like coming out of their shell um i think the one of the best things the browns did this year was take that like um preseason trip down to the Greenbrier down in west virginia it, it feels like a lot of these guys like are a pretty tight-knit bond especially on that defensive side of the ball and then you bring in kareem hunt who was on the street, you bring in Joe Flacco, who was on the street, and then um, you're just plugging and playing offensive linemen, and you're not missing a beat. So, awesome. well, one of my favorite moments was Amari Cooper said to Joe Flacco that he is stronger than the, those who are defending against him. Yes. So just put it up. Yeah. And I will go get it. Yeah. So even those like tight windows where mm-hmm. he's putting it just out of the reach of the defender, like they're not even doing that anymore. They're like, I'm going to put it in the space where mm-hmm. a defender could get it, but Amari Cooper's going to get it better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go up and get it. And he knows what he's doing. He knows what, he, and there's not too many corners that are above like six foot tall. Most of them are, you know, between that five, 10, six foot yep. range because they, they need to be shifty. They need to be quick and, and fly. And, I love uh, that. you know, it's, it, it's awesome because Cooper, like you said, he's probably like, 215, 220, but also 6'2 and go up and get that ball. So well said. Isn't that weird that like your 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 primary receiver and your you know Nick Chubb are so similar in mm-hmm. personality types? 100 percent 100 percent All right, Joe, let's pick our top 10 most important Cleveland Browns of this season. If you want to take Art Modell first, I will let you of this season. <laughs> it's got to be of this season. This season. So how's Art uh, Modell qualify for this season? He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. You're confused. That's me. what I said. If you want to pick him out of spite and saying like, oh, I want the Browns to go win a Super Bowl and then go piss on his grave. <laughs> that, that's pretty motivating to go get you that number one. So pretty one much seat. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking slaughter. No, we're going 2023. <laughs> 2023. Do you want first pick or second? Second. Okay. I'll, I'll follow you. Okay. Webster Slaughter. <laughs> if it was my favorite Browns of all time, I'd go Eric Metcalf one. Right. Or Eric Metcalf one. Bernie, you got to go Bernie in the top three because he's a local guy too. Michael all Jackson right. would be my third. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> All right. My number one, I wrote, I wrote mine down in, in my list. So, so we'll see if we do it. So I'm going to go with miles Garrett. Number one, because the defense is so important. Uh, it's been huge this year. It's the number one um, defense in the NFL based on yards allowed. And miles Garrett is the key component to that. So miles Garrett, number one. All right. I'm going Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. That is, that's a very, very good pick. One of the best corners, if not the best corner cover corner in the league. And I think like Jim Schwartz said, he can do what he does because of good connection. All right. Absolutely. All right. So miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, two defensive guys with that said, I'm going to go Jim Schwartz now with, oh! with my pick, my next pick, because Jim Schwartz is the kind of the architect of that defense. This defense could not stop a nosebleed last year yep. uh, against the run. This year, they are, you know, they've given up some, some, a little bit of rushing yards this year, but I still think they're in the top like 12. They are number one in pass defense, number one in uh, overall yardage allowed, and uh, you know top ten in uh, points allowed. Um, so, with that said, Jim Schwartz and the impact he has made on this defense, uh, for me, he should go in the top three. All right, so, All right. so back All right. to you. I'm going to go Emerson. Oh, Martin, a, a complete defensive overhaul and a very. And so you're going secondary strength too. Yes. You like your secondary guys. And like you were saying with Amari Cooper, a guy like Martin Emerson can cover those big receivers or tight ends. And without the, without the defense, this offense would be anemic at best. Okay. For sure. Okay. Well, with that said, I'm going to go to the head coach. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Kevin Stefanski because Here's what makes me so mad, not just with Browns fans. I've seen Steeler fans do this. I've seen Ohio State fans do this. I've seen a ton of NFL fans do this. People are doing this to Bill Belichick. When when a coach, when a team loses a game, they call for the head of a guy really fast. So I remember after the 49ers game, the best team on the Browns schedule that they beat with freaking P.J. Walker the Browns beat them 1917, and yeah, they got a little bit of luck, but they beat the 49ers. People were calling for Stefanski, like, oh, he almost lost us the game, this and that. Um, after the Seattle game, remember that third and three where he like rolled out and threw it uh, instead of just maybe running and trying to get the first down? People were calling for Stefanski's job. I think Kevin Stefanski has done a hell of a job, and I think he's the NFL coach of the year. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that out there. I I know he was in the top five in odds. I don't know what it is updated, but I'm going to go with Kevin Stefanski as my next pick. So, um, so we have a very heavy defensive. We have we've had two coaches taken and three defensive players. So Joey, I'm going to do one more. Well, my brain took a shit. Number six, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. <laughs> okay, JOK. Yeah, JOK. He is. Um, I know, I don't believe he made the pro bowl as like a starter, but I think he was an alternate. He is, he is playing some great, great football. 100%. And, um, I think the defensive line is allowing him to play how he wants to play. He can go, just go get that quarterback, go get that. Super aggressive. Back. Yes. So he can play how he is supposed to play. So very good. 
with that said, I should probably take an offensive player. <laughs> we we I have two more picks and you have three more. Three more. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Flacco because I mean everybody's got Flacco fever right now. I think Deshaun Watson gets too much uh credit and also too much blame. Uh so um I think Deshaun Watson has did a great job as a starter this year. Did he play excellent Pro Bowl level? No, but he went four and one as a starter. But when you see what was behind him, DTR wasn't ready. PJ Walker, again, thank you, PJ Walker, for getting us a couple wins. <laughs> but we don't want to see you on the football field again if we don't have to. Um, but Joe Flacco has come in and been a breath of fresh air for this team. <clears throat> and my previous pick, Stefanski and him, have really seemed to like jive on the play calling and, you know, three straight 300 passing yard games. Um, you know, 13, as I mean, like he's, he's thrown more touchdowns than like five franchises in the NFL this season in five weeks. So, uh, it's just a fun version of football that the Browns are playing. And he might be mentioned Stefanski might be the coach of the year. Miles Garrett might be the defensive player of the year and Joe Flacco might be the comeback player of the year. So the Browns might like go on a, a run here during award season. So, um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Flacco. Flacco fever, baby. All so. right, since we're switching to offense, I'm going to go with my man crush, David Njoku. David Njoku. That is a great pick. Like, honestly, I mean, can you name a better tight end in the league right now? Travis Kelsey was the guy. You know, he's come down a couple rungs. Um, Kittle, maybe. You know, there's been there's a couple guys out there that are, you know, really solid week in, week out, but... David Njoku has become Up the there. dude that we For thought sure. he would be. So, yeah, David Njoku, great pick there. All right. I'm going to do it. Next one, my final. I think this is my final pick. This is my fifth guy. I'm going to go with Dustin Hopkins. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> you ruined it. Dustin Hopkins. You freaking ruined it. So, I'm going to just try to think here off the top of my head. 49ers game. Baltimore game. Colts game? Did he? No, not the Colts game. Um, the Pittsburgh game, the second Pittsburgh game. Uh, and there was at least one more game where he made game winning kicks um, that otherwise the Browns would not have made last year. So what do you call him? Phil Hopkins? <laughs> Phil Hopkins it is. Yeah. So that is my final pick. Okay. Well, I'm going to go the, the right side of the line. I'm going to go with Mr. Smith. As my with who Smith, who the, the <laughs> I'm going back to the defense. Oh, uh, Darius. Yes, I was like who? Darius. <laughs> I thought you were going to the offensive line. No, I was like, no, I went. We to have back a defense. Smith on our. Let me check that. Okay, Darius. <laughs> now he's a free agent after the year. The Browns only gave up like a fifth round pick to get him. That would be a huge signing to bring him back next year. So, if that should have probably been another pick. So, Andrew Barry, honorable mention, oh, for that's sure. Good. So for sure, and I mean, think about the players not on this list of the top ten people we thought coming into the season. You would have probably put Watson one, probably put Nick Chubb two. You know, Amar did Amari Cooper even make our top ten? I don't think, think so. he did. He's been amazing. <laughs> so you know, I I have uh, yeah, 
Uh, and I actually had Denzel Ward 11 and Martin Emerson 12 that you you took earlier. So I think that's a pretty solid list. Um, if you're watching, let us know who you would have put in your top 10 uh, for the Cleveland Browns this year. It, so. let, me, let me tell you, like Bryant has been so shorthanded, mm -hmm. such a good blocker. Yeah. Like he's definitely right below that, like right there. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Harrison Bryant. Yep. Yeah. He, I mean, he, and he's doing that like little quarterback sneak thing too. When, you know, when it gets like third and inches or fourth and one or something like that. So, hmm. all right, let's do a couple more uh, Browns by the numbers. So number one defense in the NFL in total yards, passing yards allowed. Uh, and I believe third down uh, percentage. The only knock on the Browns defense, I believe is their red zone uh, scoring uh, percentage five five pro bowlers five pro bowl alternates and five starting quarterbacks this year for the cleveland browns so uh the number five has been both good and bad we'll say this year eight and one is their home record it is the first time in franchise history to have eight wins in a season uh in at home so now used to only play 16 games this year they got the extra the ninth game at home but eight and one will take that every single year i'll take seven and one next year that's fine so um i'll, I'll show you this quick snapshot real quick of the browns here <clears throat> as soon as i catch my voice here this is rough over here but um 11 and 5 the browns offense overall 11th in the league by yards uh they've gained and their defense is number one in the league in yards uh, allowed through 16 games uh 23.9 points per game which is ninth best in the league and their opponents are scoring 20.7 which is 11th uh turnover differential though is one of the negatives for the browns this year minus eight the browns have turned it over the most times in the nfl this year they are i'm cool worst. with that i really am like it's it's that corn uh Kurt Warner philosophy. Like you put up an offense that mm -hmm. isn't afraid to stretch the field down. Yeah. It's a different game when you play. I it. I agree with that sentiment especially since Flacco has come in when it's like the PJ Flacker Flack or PJ Walker, excuse me. I don't want to PJ Flacker? Yeah, I I was going to say PJ <laughs> Flacco. Don't want to talk that blasphemy there. But uh PJ Walker is like that dink and dunk, yes. you know. It's like you you got to be able to stretch the field. And like you said, and you know, when the Browns are going like little five yard chunks at a time, two yards rushing, you not know, a five yard it. pass, it's not going to cut it. Nope. And then if you turn it over, it's a killer. But if you're stretching the field, you're moving the chains and then, you know, maybe you turn it over once in a while. Um, those can look, be looked at as almost like long punts. Right. So, uh, or you're at least flipping the field, but, what the Browns have to eliminate is those um, plus territory turnovers. So like inside their own territory, because then uh, you're putting your defense in a, in a bad spot. So they are taking the ball away a lot though, that this year they have 27 takeaways, which is third best in the league. But again, minus eight, not good. Not good. Got to get better at that. And uh, hopefully that starts uh, <laughs> week one of the playoffs. So um, the nice thing about the playoffs is everyone starts zero and zero. Um, so Joe, last week I took a four game 
lead in our in our picks. I am 161 and 95 on the season. You are 157 and 99. We're both doing pretty solid this year. So we I have would a, have won money. Yes. Oh, you would. Yeah. You you bet even just the money line. You're 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 doing pretty pretty well uh, with us. But don't feel bad. Don't feel bad because even if you've had a rough day, this lady's been to hell and back. Hell and back. <laughs> Poor lady. So oh, I know it's bad. It's would you bad. change? Would you change your name if you had an unfortunate name? My coffin. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm you've still- never heard that before. No, not no, once. No, never. No one's ever said anything about my last name. Like, oh, I bet, I bet you get a lot of compliments around Halloween. Like, get, all right, man, come on, come on. So, um, yeah, I've, I've I've never made the connection. No, no, no. My okay. So my family, <laughs> to uh, just go off topic here. My family came from England, like the 1600s, over the United States. It actually used to be spelled C-O-F-F-Y-N. For some reason, the Y changed to an I. But they were actually whalers uh, over in, like, the New England area, not anything to do with, like, casket making or anything like that. So fun fact there. So mm. probably lost a lot of viewers as I told that story. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, the Browns are a pretty big underdog this weekend now that, you know, they're going to be sitting most of their starters. Although this game means nothing to the Bengals either. But I, I will warn you, anybody that's betting on this game, we have played into our depth every game of this freaking we, season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so our third stringers having, don't suck. Well, we are on our fifth string quarterback now with Jeff Driscoll. So that might make it. He did play for Cincinnati in like 2019 or 18. So we'll see. But don't forget. Kevin Stefanski is 10 and one against cat teams. So cat teams, which is another reason why you might want to root for the Jaguars this weekend. Cause we let's say hypothetically, let's just say we beat the Bengals. He goes to 11 and one and then 12 and one. And then, well, then you got to play most likely uh, a non cat team, but you know, it is what it and, is. And remember, Justin and I hope for an eight and eight freaking season. So yeah. to be double digits in your win this category. Yeah. I actually I actually predicted 10 and seven was my my thoughts on the Browns this year. Um, but you know, <laughs> 10 and seven, we'll t- we'll take eleven and six. We'll take and that Adam Rank guy. I'm not sure if you've seen him on NFL network. He picked the Browns to go six and eleven and was like over his first nine on like the preseason picks for the Browns, but F you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so Joe, you got your picks to me on time. Yes. Which very impressive. Yeah. We differ on six of the 16 games this so week. This should be a maker. So break. this is, this is definitely. So again, Joe and I are only separated by four games and that's through 200 and like 60 some games. So that's, that's pretty, it's pretty good. 256 games. So far, we so picked. but but if you beat me, I take the Cardinals like every freaking game. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so we we didn't incentivize taking the the major underdog. So that, that's that's very true. Very true. But I did take Chicago, so that's a big one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although the Bears, we'll see. We'll see. The Bears are getting good, and they have some decisions to make in the offseason with Justin Fields. And the Bears have secured the number one overall pick because they have the Panthers pick, and they stink. So. So we'll go with that. So can can I ask you about the officiating? Oh, I, yeah. I really yeah. want to know 
the um, check-in with the officials about being an eligible receiver. Yeah. What are your real feelings on this? So I think the Lions were playing that a little bit coy in the sense of like, I think they sent both of those linemen over there to like see if they would both kind of like the Cowboys wouldn't let them know. But the officials have to announce who reports because if a player is eligible, they're lined up in like a tight end position. They can go out for a pass and catch a pass like Decker did in that game. I don't know if it was miscommunication or if it was just there was some weirdness going on. But um, I also don't think the Lions should have went for it on the seven-yard line where they could have taken it to overtime. I, I love the call of going for it on the road um, when you're at the two or three. But when you're at the uh, when you're at the seven – Take your chances, go to overtime. And, so and you're the head coach way. and yeah. you don't hear them call the eligible receiver on the PA system. What do you think? I, I don't know. Cause I would assume Dan Campbell, like told his guy, Hey, go report as eligible. And you saw him go over to the official. Uh, and you know, he goes out and he catches that pass. You think you take the lead and win and. I, I don't know. I would be furious if I was Campbell and, and he, he was should be because totally. yeah. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. But um, also, you know, that could be very consequential because the lions are probably going to be the third seed now, instead of the second seed where maybe in the second round, you'd be hosting a game. Whereas, you know, you might not be now, or, or I'm sorry, in the championship game, in the NFC. So that could have implications down the road in a couple weeks. So um, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. I think it sucks, but uh, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I know the officials were punished for that big time. Um, they were taken off the playoffs um, and as they should be, because I mean, that is a call that changed the course of seating in the NFC most likely. So, all right. So you have uh the Browns versus the Jaguars, mm -hmm. a rested Browns team that got a Thursday game, so yeah. three extra days. Now, who who do you think has the advantage in that that game? Well, and you're talking and you're talking about the guys that are sitting as well. Yep. Um, well, the Jaguars are going to be you know playing tooth and nail to to win this weekend. They they play Tennessee, who is record wise not great, but Tennessee will not. Um, they will not just lay down and they will go out and fight. They, they were the team that knocked out Tom Brady out of new England. And they, they were have, the flames, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the flames. flames. Yeah. Yeah. Landry likes calls them the flames. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they will, they won't go down without a fight. I'll just put it that way. So the Jaguars will be in for a dog fight there. So they, that will, game is, they will not be rested by 11 days. They will be rested by six days. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and I believe there's even Saturday games. So, you know, we'll, we'll see when the NFL puts out the, the playoff schedule, what the Browns might be. That could be a Saturday night game. That could be a Sunday game. That could even be a Monday night game. You know, you never know. But, um, but the Browns, I like, their chances against Jacksonville, who is not a great home team. They don't have a great home environment. Um, they play well on the road, but the Browns have already beat them. Browns have actually beaten every team in the uh, AFC South this year. And I think Kevin Stefanski, knock on wood, has never lost to the AFC South mm. in his entire uh, Browns career. So take that. Right, if you were, it, let, let's just say it progresses through the AFC. 
Who's the NFC opponent that you want to see the most? Detroit. That'd be a good one, man. You know, I, I you know, you're talking Super Bowl wise, like Browns versus who? I think Detroit would be cool just because the storyline. But the only thing that gives me a little hesitation with that kind of reminds me of like the Cubs versus the Indians back in 2016. And both of those teams, it was like, it would have been like a joke to say, oh, the Cubs versus the Indians, who's (laughs) going to win the World Series. And just like five years ago, people said the Lions and the Browns, that would never happen. And like, actually, I'm not not going to lie. I put five bucks on it. I had a free $5 bet from uh, my uh, one betting account. And I'm like, I think it was like 2001. So why not? Why not? Five bucks. We'll see what happens. So millions, uh, millions of dollars. <laughs> well, hundreds. All right. Hundreds. <laughs> it's a five dollar bet. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. But I will take the Browns against any team. 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, you name them, put them in. Let's so go. in the AFC, who do you think is the biggest obstacle? Oh, Baltimore, no doubt. 100%. Yeah, Baltimore. Kansas City looks down, but they're hard to go against with Patrick Mahomes, no matter what Miami's one of those mystery teams because they look bad. They looked awful against Baltimore last weekend, but they have put up 70 this year and, you know, but they've also lost one of their best defenders last week. Um, Buffalo is a mystery team. All year long. Yeah. They've been that way. I feel like they could lose. They almost lost to the Patriots last week. They could lose to almost anyone, but then they could, just about anybody. So um, I think the Browns would match up well against the Bills. I I worry about the Ravens because, but we have beaten them. The Browns are the only team to beat both Baltimore and San Francisco this year. So that gives me hope. How about you? If, if, if you had your say of AFC championship game, who would you want the Browns to play in that? See, I, I'd go Baltimore all the way. Okay. I want I want to do the showdown so you didn't get handed somebody you've already beat, beaten, whatever. It's a split series. I'd want the eight. Think of that uh, storyline, too. You have Flacco, Flacco yes. versus the Ravens. Yes. The freaking city that stole the, the Browns away from yeah. Cleveland, too. Uh, lots of other storylines in that game, too. I'd love so, it. Yeah. That'd be the I greatest. Mean, and then if you had your... Again, I'm a week-to-week person, but it's it's nice to think big picture sometimes. And this is one of those things I would tell fans, enjoy the ride. Because a lot of people, it's championship or bust. But with the Browns and stuff, it's like, just enjoy the ride. Same thing with the Cavs. Enjoy the ride. Um, you know, Ohio State, enjoy the ride. Whatever team you like, you know, in the NFL, 31 teams are not going to win the NFL championship, the Super Bowl this year. But one team will, you know, one team will go home extremely happy, have accomplished all their goals, but every other team will have not. So it is what it is. You got in the dance, you got a chance. That's all you can ask for. So, um, so Joe, let's go over our picks real quick this week, and then we'll kind of wrap it up from there. So Browns, Bengals. I went with the Bengals this week just because... Sitting there, yeah, because of the sitting aspect, the Browns. I don't think, I don't think they don't care, but I don't think they're also going to risk any 
sort of injury to win this game. I'm I'm telling you at this point in the season, fresh players are more valuable than players that have been beat up during the season. Look at Flacco. (laughs) Yeah. Look at Flacco come right in and, and playing well. So Joe went with, uh, the Browns, I went with the Bengals. That's one game we differ on. Let's go to another game we differ. We both took the Lions over Minnesota. Um, the next game we differ on, the Bears and the Packers. I took the Packers. Joe took the Bears. Why'd you take the Bears? Dude, I'm telling you, they 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 get a, a solid quarterback in there, and they are money. I think Fields is playing great. I think he should. I think the Bears should keep him. Trade that number one pick and accumulate 100%. as much as you can. Hundred percent. Just keep totally accumulating right. those assets. We both took the Jaguars to win, so we both like the Browns to play the Jaguars in the first round of the playoffs. Um, in the other game, which is a Saturday night game, I took the Colts. Joe took the Texans. Joe, why did you take the Texans? So I thought that the the, uh, the Colts looked really messy. Mm-hmm. They, they really looked like they had their stuff not together. The Texans were solid, even though we won that game. Yep. I think that they really put up a good fight. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, we both took the Raiders uh, to beat Denver, who has benched Russell Wilson now. Um, we both took the Bills to beat Miami. That's very interesting there. Uh, in the perhaps the last game as a, a New England Patriot head coach, I took the Patriots. You took the Jets. Why'd you take the Jets? Two broken teams. I think the Jets are the less broken. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, we both took the Saints to beat Atlanta. I think the Saints are at home there, so that should be uh, a factor. Uh, the Eagles, who really pissed me off last weekend, cost me uh, <laughs> a couple parlays, uh, <laughs> uh, losing to the Cardinals, but we both took the Eagles to beat the Giants. Uh, another game we differ on, Seattle at Arizona. I think Seattle wins because they have to win to get in the playoffs. Um, why'd you take Arizona? So Kyle Murray, it's a different team. Yeah. Like you put him in there and it should be a team that should be in the playoffs. Agreed. Okay. That's fair. Um, Kansas City at the Chargers. This game is kind of meaningless for for both teams. The Chiefs are locked into the three seed. The Chargers are, are out of it. Um, I'm guessing Mahomes and Kelsey probably won't play. We both took the Chargers. Agreed? Yep. Okay. Uh, we both took the 49ers against the Rams. Again, meaningless game in the sense of uh, 49ers locked in the one. I would not I would not be disappointed if that was a team we played in the future. 49ers? Yep. I think that would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I, I think that would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, that would, that would be a fun one. Uh, Dallas at Washington. We both took Dallas. Uh, Dallas needs to win to keep that NFC East title. Um, we both took Baker and, Baker <laughs> and the Bucks to beat the Panthers. Do you see the Panthers owner last week threw uh, a glass of like, I don't know if it was alcohol Off. or something at a fan. Was it $100,000? $300,000. $300, which I saw dummy his net worth. I don't know. It would be like for me, you know, that'd be like, 20 bucks or something like that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's silly, silly money. What he's got. Um, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. I went with the Steelers because I think the Steelers, I don't want them to win, but Mike Tomlin just proves year in year out. He is so damn good, but I went with Steelers. You went with Baltimore. Why'd you pick Baltimore? Steelers are so terrible. Like this wasn't a, a plus to the Baltimore. This is a negative to the Steelers. Mason F and Rudolph. <laughs> Most punchable face in the league. Uh, and, Miles, get him. 
Get him. <laughs> exactly. All right. Real quick. Um, real quick check-in. We're not going to talk about this game. No, don't please. Except don't. for the fact of we have Michigan mm. that knocked off Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Good yeah, game, though. It was a good game. Actually, both of the games were good. Washington knocked off Texas, who Texas came all the way back and almost beat them. But Washington held that uh, victory. So Washington, Michigan in Houston for the national championship next Monday night. Michigan opens as a four and a half point favorite. The total is 55 and a half. This is a Big Ten matchup. If Isn't that weird? Like, I mean, Washington comes into the Big Ten next year. But it's weird to think that these are two Big Ten teams now. Yeah, for sure. Um, but Washington, I love the way they play. They don't play as good of defense as Michigan does. Michigan, one of the best defenses in the country. Washington has one of the best offenses in the country. I think this should be a fun game. And Hart says Washington head says Washington covers. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to win. Um, it, it's a little bit of a knife for Ohio state, the way the season ended, the way they played in the bowl game and to have Michigan playing for the national championship. The hammer is still coming on Michigan in the off season. Um, they are cheaters. They are, uh, you know, they are what they are. Jim Harbaugh last game. As a Michigan coach, in my opinion, I think he'll be coaching either the Raiders or the Chargers next year. Uh, slight chance of the Bears or another team. But give me your uh, winner against the spread and total over under. So against the spread, Michigan favored by four and a half. Who do you got, Michigan or Washington? Hoggerhead. Both. My heart says... Uh... Not Michigan. <laughs> All right. If you had to bet, if you had to bet a thousand dollars on this game, just hypothetically, you had to bet a thousand dollars on this game. Michigan's got to lay four and a half points. So Michigan's got to win by five or more. What are you picking? Michigan. Okay. <laughs> so bad. Uh, and the total, you got to lay another thousand, 55 and a half. What do you think? Over, under 55 and a half. Under. I think I lean under in that too. Washington scores a lot of points, but please Washington do it. Even if I lose a bunch of money, I don't care. <laughs> I just put up 2000 of Joe's dollars <laughs> on that game. So just, just do it for Joe. I did. Please. I did about three weeks ago before any of the games were played. I put picked Washington at like plus two fifty to win the national title. So I think I put like 20 bucks on that. So that pay, you know, like, Two and a half to one. That's pretty good. Um, so we'll so we'll see. We'll can see how that can goes. I ask you a question yeah. since we're on college? Yeah. Ryan Day, where's he at next year? Oh, he's coaching the Buckeyes. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's gotta uh get rid of every offensive coach except for Brian Hartline. Um he's gotta get rid of his special teams coordinator. They're gone. I know there's a lot of portal action. It looks like there's a guy named Will Howard coming to Ohio State from Kansas State who is built and plays a little bit like Josh Allen uh, in college. Um, not obviously to that talent level, but he is good. He's not great, uh, but he will be, I think, an improvement. But they have this true freshman kid named Air Nolan coming in. 
his real name is like Prentice, but his they everybody calls him Air. I'm like to be a lefty quarterback with the name Air is just so freaking cool. Yeah. So, Anybody but McCord. McCord's no gone. McCord, McCord gone. is gone. McCord is most likely going to be Syracuse's starter next year. So we'll see. Good luck, Syracuse. Yeah. One more thing. <laughs> One more well, thing. Well, hold on. Oh, Before yeah. Sorry. You... Go for it. So Missouri versus Ohio State. I don't want to talk about you it. You haven't said nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to say anymore. <laughs> and there's nothing to say about that game except it was disgusting. That okay. was. I, I, Worst I, football you've ever seen. Not ever for Ohio State, maybe on the offensive side of the ball. Okay. Yes, maybe ever. Their defense, give Ohio State's defense credit. They played really well. But their offense, like once Devin Brown got hurt, ankle sprained, it was it was brutal. It was brutal. It was like they were unprepared to play. I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'll talk about drink, it. With, drink up. You got I'll, one more I'll step. talk about it with my therapist. <laughs> Not on a podcast. Uh, let me lay on the couch and get comfortable. Um, one more thing. Yes. Since we are a podcast from the 330, LeBron James just turned, I believe, 39. He is in his 20th season in the NBA, 20th, 21st season in the NFL, uh, NBA. Excuse me. Look at these numbers 25.1 points, 7.6 uh, rebounds, 7.4 assists for the Los Angeles Lakers. The dude is 39. If you try to play pickup basketball at 39 or 40 or 45 or whatever, uh, just go. I dare you to go out to any YMCA, any high school, any whatever. Go try to play a quick pickup game of go go play for a half hour and and see if you can see. Just see what you can do, I, whether you're in good shape, in bad shape, whatever. How, how old are you? I'm now 42. OK, I. Um, so if you went across the street to YSU. Or I'm sorry, YMCA. YMCA. Yeah, and there were a bunch of 20 year olds playing mm -hmm. pickup basketball. How would you fare? Can I play half court? <laughs> if I had to play full court right now, no, no way, shape. The or running form. is what does it. The for running me. is is not. Uh, I, I'm just not in cardio shape. As I, I did complete our my what 4.5, 4.6 mile run, but at a very manageable pace. But it, but basketball is so quick, twitchy movement. Um, I I could do that about three or four years ago when I was playing every other day. Uh, but right now to, to go out and do that, no way. And, not, and not to what he's doing, I know he puts well over a million dollars or more into just taking care of his body every year. And that shows because he, what he is doing has never been done before. Well, um, we are, we are pushing on the ages of athletes. Yes. Flacco, LeBron. Yeah. Like how far think about how old we think Flacco is. LeBron's like a year and a half older or a year older, a full year older than than Flacco. Killing it. So like, and, and he's playing, playing at a high level. Yeah. Yeah. And and quarterback, don't get me wrong, you that's the most position most important position in sports. But LeBron, what he does athletically, up and down, you gotta play both sides of the ball, is is just it's incredible. And I know there's some LeBron lovers, there's some LeBron haters, but whether you love him or hate him, you have to respect what he's doing. It's it's well, I, I think I saw they run like 17 miles within a game. Like no, back not in, that much. That's a lot. No, it's, I'm going it's like 17. Four. It's like four. I'm going 17. It's like four. I'm going with 143 miles. <laughs> they actually run seven consecutive marathons during a game. 16. It's about four miles. It's about four miles. 
they run a, a ton. It's a lot. In comparison to a quarterback, our but, basketball player runs a lot of mileage. Yes. Yes. 17 miles. Boy. <laughs> About four miles, Joe. But either way, credit to him. So that's that was our first show of uh, 2024. So there we go. In the books. You got any you got any other anything? I'm any spent. musings? Spent. Yeah. My my voice has had enough for the day. So Bourbon, we, will, baby. we will wrap it up. Cheers to everybody. Happy New Year. Uh for Joe. I'm Justin. We got BJ in the back, Youngstown Studio. Uh make sure to follow Youngstown Studio, 330 Sports Show. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow.